Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast Conversation Series, where we sit down with an industry professional and hear their takes on marketing trends, live events, and how they create smarter. There's a lot to learn when it comes to the world of accessibility. How can you make your videos more accessible? What are the benefits of subtitles or captions? What are the difference between live and closed captions anyways? These questions and more have definitely crossed our minds more than once during production, and we here at 5 Tool wanted to give you some answers straight from an accessibility professional herself. In this episode of the Conversation series, Josh speaks with Samantha Sald, who is a content marketing associate at the Boston-based video accessibility company 3Play Media. She fills us in on the importance of making your videos accessible, the benefits of adding something as simple as subtitles in order to reach a wider audience, and even educates us about the laws you should be aware of when captioning your content. Let's take a listen. I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest. We'll be talking with uh, Samantha Sald from 3Play Media. She works there as a uh, uh, content marketing associate. And uh, yeah, really excited to have her on. If you know me, I love captions and been learning a lot about accessibility myself. So. Samantha, thanks so much for joining us today. I, I've heard uh, through the grapevine that it's actually the first day of being back in the office over at the Three Play offices. So, how are you, and how's the office? Thank you for having me. And yes, it's our first day back. It definitely feels kind of interesting and weird being back in the office after working from home for the past year and a half. So, I have to learn how to uh, socialize again. <laughs> sure. Well. You're here, uh, you know, you're in person, but you're also joining us virtually. So once again, thanks so yeah. much. Um, just wanted to kind of cover our bases. You know, Tyler mentioned we love 3Play. We work with you a good amount for some of our captioning needs. But um, for those who aren't as in the know, uh, can you give a brief background on 3Play Media and uh, the services you provide? Certainly, yeah. So um, 3Play Media is a video accessibility company based in Boston, Massachusetts. And um, we were founded in 2007 by four MIT graduate students um, researching how to affordably make videos accessible through innovative technology. And today we offer um, premium closed captioning, live captioning, audio description, transcription, and um, subtitling solutions. And we work with thousands of customers across um, multiple industries, including education, media and entertainment, government and enterprise companies to make their videos more accessible, usable, searchable and SEO friendly. And um, overall, we're a company that believes in the importance of making the web inclusive to all people, regardless of ability and to provide an equal viewing experience without any barriers. Mm. Love to hear that. That's a really great mission. And like you said, you kind of get to that goal with a bunch of different services. Um, and I'm curious, of course, you know, I might know the answer, but for those of us who aren't as in the know about captions, the newest in the caption biz, you mentioned live captions and closed captions. Now, what's the difference there? Is, isn't everything just a caption? <laughs> no, so um, although they're similar, the difference between closed captions and live captions kind of depends on the type of video that you have. So. Um, one is used for pre-recorded videos and the other is used for video shown in real time. So um, closed captions are a time synchronized textual representation of the audio within a media file and um, they make video accessible to deaf and hard of hearing viewers by providing a text track as a supplement to or as a substitute for the audio. 
Um, and captions assume the viewer can't hear the audio, so they um, include relevant sound effects, speaker, speaker identifications, and other non-speech elements. So an example of this would be if um, you're watching a TV show and you see the character on screen opening um, their front door. Um, if there's a sound of like keys jingling off screen, you would use that as a non-speech element caption that. Um, and even though you can't see that on screen, the sound of that is pertinent to the, to the plot of the TV show. So that would be captioned. And so live captions are pretty much the same as closed captions, except that closed captions are used for pre-recorded video like um, a TV show or a film. And live captions are used for videos happening in real time like this show. And um, similarly to closed captions, um, live captions ensure that all your um, live events are accessible to deaf and hard of hearing individuals, as well as um, they make your um, content more engaging. So um, closed captions been, can be created by um, manual transcription through a vendor or using automatic speech recognition. And then live captions are usually created by an automatic software or by a human stenographer. Hmm. Definitely a lot to digest there, but thank you for that kind of basic overview of the basic differences with some of those captions. And I'm curious, um, you know, we know, we've looked at the data, we've looked at three plays data. Um, captioned videos get significantly more views than non-captioned videos. Now, I'm sure that's a couple of factors, but what, why do you think that is? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And there's so much data out there that shows that captioned videos are viewed more than non-captioned ones. Um, the fact of the matter is that nowadays people consume video in a variety of ways. So for one, many people um, split their attention across several devices, including myself. <laughs> and that also just makes it more challenging for content creators to not only grab people's attention, but to keep it. Um, so captions have been proven to um, improve engagement, focus, and memory. And one study by the um, University of Iowa found that people recall information better when they see and when they hear it. So with so many videos competing for our attention, captions really help your videos to stand out amongst the rest and to keep people on your content for longer. Um, Facebook even found that captions increase um, viewership by 12%. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, additionally, many viewers are watching videos in sound sensitive environments. So um, some of us are watching videos in a really loud place or a really quiet place. And um, when viewers don't have access to sound or um, don't have access to headphones, captions still allow them to view videos without really missing a beat. And then um, finally, there are millions of people um, globally with hearing loss and captions give these viewers access to um, your videos and they're more likely to engage with your content if it's accessible. Hmm. And I can definitely vouch for that even just as someone, you know, on the couch watching Netflix. I don't need the captions, yeah. but sometimes it's nice just to have them on, uh, you know, like you said, uh, just if, if there's a lot of noise or sometimes I myself have trouble uh, maybe keeping up with what some of the characters are saying. And I think uh, yeah. I also heard that specifically with TV and some video games, they find that when they keep captions on by default, most people don't ever turn them off. So, you know, I think when we think about captions, we think, oh, that's for, you know, maybe very specific groups of people. But I think that gets to a great point of uh, captions being just kind of a universal tool for everyone. So that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think uh, this year, this past year, obviously, a bunch of challenges, a bunch of adaptations from folks in the media, folks uh, 
kind of living online a little more. Um, and it really seems like we're going through a moment for live captions right now. 2021, the year of the live caption, uh, what, what can you say about that? Yeah, so 2020 definitely brought about many changes um, that impacted the demand for video in 2021. And obviously we all know that we saw, you know, unprecedented changes with the pandemic. Um, and one of the ways that it affected us is the way that we consume video. So with many of us, um, you know, staying in place at home, you know, we weren't able to really socialize with friends and family and colleagues in person. So it was really the next best thing. Um, and although it isn't exactly the same as in person, live videos, you know, they still allow you to see a person's face, to hear their voice and pick up on nuances just like you would in person. Um, and now, although things are slowly going back to normal, we can still expect for live video to stay, especially as more and more people incorporate um, hybrid environments with a combination of both in-person and virtual. Um, and live streams are really just the future. You know, there are a number of video apps that have um, incorporated live streaming like Facebook and Instagram, you know, YouTube, TikTok. I mean, the list really goes on. Um, and in order for your live streams to be accessible to a wider audience, it's imperative that you um, include live captions. So, you know, inclusion is really a buzzword that a lot of people have been talking about in the past year. And it's really more than just a trend. You know, people are really looking for ways to bring more people together. And live captions um, can help make your content more inclusive and more accessible to a broader audience. Not, not only does it help um, users, with users with disabilities, but it also helps users with um, a variety of learning styles and viewing preferences and um, viewers who are in sound sensitive environments and more. And, you know, by making your live streams accessible, you can make your content, you know, viewable to a wider audience and it ensures that all viewers, regardless of ability, can consume your, you know, your content in any environment. And that's, you know, always the end goal here with video, get in front of as many eyeballs and as many yes. ears as possible. So no, that's, that's exactly. awesome. Um, and I'm wondering as well, uh, one thing that kind of surprised me a little bit, I'm, uh, I'm getting into captions. Uh, I've been helping Phil and Tyler here in the office sort of research some uh, ways to do captions and caption workflows. One of the things that surprised me the most in my research was just uh, I guess the FCC sort of weighing in on live captions. Can you talk about some of the newer laws coming in about uh, captioning guidelines? Yeah, so um, there aren't any newer laws per se around live captioning, but like you mentioned, the FCC is definitely um, a major standard that you know um, we at 3Play abide by. And um, there are definitely laws that you want to be aware of if you create online video content. So. Um, one of them being the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, which was one of the first major accessibility laws in the US. And it has two sections which um, specifically impact video accessibility. So you have Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act, which is a broad anti-discrimination law that um, requires equal access for individuals with disabilities. Um, and that applies to federal and federally funded programs. And then you have Section 508, of the Rehabilitation Act, which um, requires federal communications and information technology um, to be made accessible. And the interesting thing about Section 508 is that it um, specifically references the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines, or WCAG, um, and that's the international standard for making digital content accessible. So um, what's unique about the Rehabilitation Act is that captioning requirements are written directly into the law. 
And then you also have the Americans with Disabilities Act or the ADA, which was like the second um, accessibility law in the US. And it has two sections that um, impact video accessibility. So you have Title II, which applies to public entities. And then you have Title III, which applies to um, places of public accommodation. So that, that includes, you know, um, doctor's offices, you know, library, museums, hotel, restaurants, and things like that. Um, and the context of a place of a public accommodation has been tried in many lawsuits um, in regards to how it impacts internet-only businesses. And in several cases, um, Title III has been extended to the online space. So, for example, there were suits against um, lawsuits against Netflix, um, both in regards to um, closed captioning and audio description and both cases where the outcome was that Netflix had to provide accurate captions for their streaming shows um, and their um, Netflix originals. So if you're creating online video content, it's important to be in compliance with these um, major laws and standards. Yeah, and I think if this past year has taught us anything, it's definitely that you know the online space, while it might not you know exist, it definitely still is a public space just like anything else. Yeah. This is where we live, it's where we learn, it's where we laugh, it's, uh, you know, it's one and the same, basically. So that all makes a lot of exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I guess one thing you mentioned earlier, 3Play obviously does a bunch of different captioning uh, services. You have uh, tra transcribers, you have stenographers. Um, but more recently, 3Play has been sort of rolling out its automatic speech recognition software. Uh, for, for someone who's tried a little bit with automatic uh, softwares, I've, I've got some kind of varying results from some different companies based on our tests. Um, but how does 3Play's ASR tech uh, work? Yeah, so um, automatic speech recognition or ASR is um, just one of the steps of 3Play's um, captioning and transcription process. So at 3Play, we recently upgraded to um, Speechmatics version 2 as our ASR provider, which ranked um, the highest in quality in our most recent state of um, ASR report. Um, and um, we annually conduct research on the leading ASR engines with um, specific regard to captioning accuracy. And you can see more of our findings in our latest ASR report on our website. But um, one of the reasons we produce this research annually is to make sure that we're using the state-of-the-art highest performing ASR technology for our you know, um, transcription process, our captioning and live captioning process. Um, and our research team has also developed um, project level um, learned mappings where we're applying the human edits from our post-production captioning process and applying those where appropriate to ASR, um, delivering, be delivering better accuracy than possible with any ASR only solution and automating um, inclusion, of, inclusion of human edits. So while ASR technology continues to improve along with our machine learning training and mapping capabilities, it's still um, inefficient to stand alone without human customization. So the best ASR systems can achieve accuracy rates in the high 80s um, and even the low 90s if all the, if all the conditions um, align perfectly in their favor. So um, this can be achieved from, you know, there being only one speaker, if the speaker is reading from a very clean script, if the audio recording is high quality, um, and if there's no background noise. But even accuracy rates of 80 to 90 percent are not sufficient for captioning. So um, by including humans in our captioning process, we're able to guarantee our customers a 99 percent accuracy rate, which is the industry standard. And that's definitely the best of both worlds. You have the computer, yeah. you know, the 
AI, whatever it is, doing the, the heavy lifting and then the human eye there just to keep an eye on everything, uh, that's great. And one thing that we've kind of come up here at FiveTool with our captioning tests and applications is the dreaded proper noun game. Uh, you know, especially when it's fully automatic, it can be pretty difficult to, you know, get someone's last name or a town or who knows what. So can I do anything if I'm using three plays, uh, speech recognition software, can I do anything to teach it those names ahead of time? Yes. So automatic captions have, um, you know, the unique ability to minimize deletion errors, which means that the ASR is able to capture all the words, but um, the ASR may create more substitution errors or inaccurate words, like you were mentioning. Um, and so a word list is a custom feature that's unique to 3Play that allows you to um, submit a customized list of terms, phrases, acronyms, and proper nouns to um, improve the visual accuracy of the ASR on those words in your live stream. So when users submit a word list for their um, for their live event, the ASR technology listens for those words detected in the live stream and it captions those words exactly as given in the word list with proper spelling and punctuation. Awesome, that's what we, uh, we like to hear around here. We've done some tests in the past. Uh, the town name where we're in right now is Norwood and uh, without that word list, it came out as Norway. So definitely can be a bit of a difference <laughs> when you're uh, you know, sending uh, proper nouns to a system that hasn't been trained to uh, expect those words. Um, For so that's sure, awesome. yeah. And um, lastly, kind of my last big question here before uh, we, we keep on moving with the program. Um, but what would you say to someone who is interested in captioning their content, but you know, it's very technical and there's so much out there and yeah. what do I do? What, what would you say to someone who wants to start captioning, but just doesn't know where to start? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, I would say to someone who's new to the captioning process, I know it can seem like a really daunting task, but I would definitely start off by visiting 3Play's website, um, www.3playmedia.com, and checking out some of our free resources. We publish a ton of um, free blog posts and webinars on everything you need to know about closed and live captioning, um, including ways to get started. So um, we share tips on like the pros and cons of you know, DIY captions versus outsourcing to a vendor, how to budget for captioning or get funding, you know, how to champion for captioning and accessibility at your organization and, and honestly so much more. So we're really all about giving our customers um, a peace of mind by simplifying the video accessibility process. Um, so if any of the viewers are interested in learning more about 3Play and our services, or if you simply have a question, you know, our team is here to help. That's awesome. And as someone who spends a good amount of time on the 3Play site, on the 3Play blog, there's a lot of great content out there. Um, even if you're just trying to learn more about captioning, I can definitely uh, agree with that. 3Play's website is a great place to, to start that journey. And uh, Samantha, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you know, I'm sure Thank it's a busy day. Me. Of course, I'm sure it's a busy day back in the office. Um, I'm sure there's a lot going on. So the fact that you were able to take some time out and talk about captions with us uh, really means a lot to me and the rest of the team. So thanks again. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast conversation series. You can follow us on all platforms at 5Tool Productions to enjoy more episodes and live streams to keep you up to date with all the latest news from the industry. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.